0: broadcasting from down on the bayou it's the average marks pro wrestling
1: podcast
0: a proud member of the roar network powered by the gorilla and now your hosts michael leander and patrick fry Welcome to episode 58 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Of course, main hub, www.averagemarks.com. Check us out everywhere we are at. Pretty much if you're listening to podcasts, we're going to be on it. So whatever platform you're on, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and it goes on and on and on. Follow us. Give us a like. And then give us a comment that will get us in the algorithm of all these platforms and to suggested to other pro wrestling fans. That would help you boys out a lot. We're broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Make sure you check out our Collar and Elbow product of the week. It is the Ring General T-shirt. You missed out on the big sale. I know you did, because we didn't get any emails about people purchasing stuff. <laughs> I got three shirts, though, 75% off. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a really good deal. So we're going to let you know every time that Collar and Elbow has a really good deal on their website, and usually they let you tack on another 10% with our code, which is pretty cool of them. Field General t-shirt. Check it out at com, or you can just go to collarandelbowbrand.com at checkout. Make sure you get 10% off that t-shirt, or... Any other order you put in at CollarAndElbowBrand.com with our promo code, TheAverageMarks, one word, TheAverageMarks. No spaces, just one word, all caps, TheAverageMarks, and you'll get an extra 10% off your order.
2: All right, it is The Average marks episode number 58 for January the 6th, 2019. Today, a special guest on the uh, podcast, uh, Brinkman's going to be on here yep. uh, in just a second to review the uh, Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. And uh, we're also going to talk uh, a lot about AEW. Uh, obviously, the announcement was made since the last time we did the show. Uh, they also made an announcement about a show. We don't know a time, a place yet. We have some rumors on that. Also, rumors as to who may be going to AEW and whatnot. So, uh, I feel like a lot of shuffling is going to be going around uh, at least for maybe the, the whole year because mm-hmm. we don't know when AEW is uh going to actually have their first show yet, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, the obviously, one of the big topics in wrestling right now is the future of Kenny Omega. We'll talk about that, where he may end up. We also have a uh, rumor mill. Uh There's some talks about maybe AJ Styles. What's his contract situation? Mm-hmm. Where may he end up? Also, uh the rumors on uh, when the NXT call-ups are going to be arriving. Of course, WWE shook things up about a month ago and With that shakeup, they announced that uh, some NXT call-ups would be arriving in WWE. We don't know exactly when, but we may know uh, by the end of the show. Also, Ring of Honor may be making moves into major markets soon. We'll talk about that. And in Cheap Heat, maybe one of the most disgusting spots uh, we may have ever seen in wrestling. We'll talk about that. That that was just crazy. (sighs) And then also David McLean, uh, the the creator of Glow, uh, the mm-hmm. gorgeous those are is it Glow, right? Gorgeous mm-hmm. ladies of wrestling. Yep. Um, we're gonna ha- have an interview with him at the end of the show, so be sure to stick around for that. So that's all coming up on the Average Marks episode number fifty eight for January the sixth, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Average Marks. And thanks to all the new followers on Facebook, we just got over seven hundred. Patrick. All right. Yeah, big seven hundred. We. uh pushing pushing towards a thousand now so big shout out to the amp nation thanks for uh liking our page and uh thanks for uh, just following us right and then jeff
0: bezos you're you're missing out on this amp nation revolution that's right all right let's, let's get into it
2: all right well we, we got Brink on the phone uh-huh. all the way from big bazil louisiana as we uh we're gonna talk a little wrestle kingdom wrestle kingdom happened a couple of days ago as a matter of fact uh, now that i'm thinking about it maybe i should pull up the uh the results here i'm going to pull that up real quick, but uh, Brink, you know, I was looking on Reddit kind of at the reaction from Wrestle Kingdom 13, and while everybody said it was a good show, a lot of people felt that it was underwhelming. A oh. lot of people felt it was, and not necessarily the whole show, but you know, you had Ibushi and Will Ospreay tear the house down to open the show, and after that, a lot of the matches felt, a lot of people think the matches felt rushed, and I didn't really feel that way, but a lot of people felt a lot of matches were rushed, and then once you got to the big three matches—Okada, Jay White, uh, Jericho, Naito—and then Omega Tanahashi—that's when th- those three matches. Some people would even some people went as far as to say that the Omega Tanahashi match, which was probably the match of the night, um, saved the show in-, in a way. And I'm thinking—I I mean, I-, I watched the whole thing live. I enjoyed it. It was very fun. Uh, Brink, what do you uh, what, what, what was your overall take uh, from Wrestle Kingdom?
1: I think Wrestle Kingdom was solid, to be honest. Um, and I, I get why people are saying that it felt rushed. Um, that's because the first match of the night was Ibushi and Osprey. that went 20-something minutes. And then I, the next five or six match went, matches went 10 to 12 minutes. So they're naturally going to feel rushed because they followed an awesome match that went you know, decently long. Um, Omega Tanahashi was absolutely amazing. Um, it is, I think it is match of the night, and I think right behind that, honestly, is Jericho and Naito. Um, I think Abushi and Osprey would have had match of the night had, uh, had Abushi not suffered that concussion and was able to finish the match. But, I mean, it was a solid show. It was, um, the last three matches obviously carried the show. Um, but I do get why people say it was rushed because I mean, to me it didn't feel rushed because I know how uh, New Japan does their shows. But when you have five or six matches that only go ten to twelve minutes after the opening contest, that went twenty twenty five. I mean, naturally it's going to feel rushed.
2: Yeah, and you know I'm looking actually at the um, on the New Japan website, looking at the the match times because they do put the exact match times on there. Abushi uh, and Will Ospreay went eighteen minutes thirteen seconds, and then. Uh, The following matches, the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships, that match uh, didn't even go seven minutes. It went six minutes, 50 seconds. Ishii and Sabre Junior went 11 minutes, 35 seconds, so that's a a, a solid time there. Uh, The IWGP Tag Team Championship match went 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Cody and Juice only went nine minutes and two seconds. Kashida and Taiji Ishimori went 11 minutes, 17 seconds. And then uh, your your three basically main events: Okado, Jay White, fourteen minutes eighteen seconds. Jericho and Naito went twenty two minutes and thirty five seconds. And then uh, Omega and Tanahashi, uh, damn near forty minutes, thirty nine minutes and thirteen seconds. But I agree with you, uh, Tanahashi and Omega, the uh, the match of the night, and uh, obviously the big takeaway from this show, in my opinion, every single title changed hands. Um, I don't know if that's ever. I don't know if that's ever actually happened on a on a major wrestling show. I mean, <laughs> that I can think of where there was at least that many titles because there was nine matches in the main card, eight titles were on the line, eight titles changed hands. Granted, one of them wasn't even isn't even a New Japan belt. It's the Rev Pro British Championship, which Zack Sabre Jr. now has. But um, let's go kind of you know quickly match by match. You know, Ibushi uh, started the you know the beginning. Ibushi and Will Osprey great match? Uh, Osprey comes out on top, but I tell you what, uh, Ibushi man, he took a beating in this match. He uh, got a bloody nose, ended up suffering a concussion. We didn't see him in New Year's Dash. Uh, It was really kind of towards the end of the match. uh, Ibushi was hanging upside down on the turnbuckle, and Osprey just kind of, you know, went all in on him with his foot in his face, and you know, bloody nose. Then. You know that was the one match we really didn't expect to see blood, but we saw a lot of blood coming out of uh, Ibushi, and it caused him to have a concussion. And then uh, I tell you what, I think Ibushi legitimately got knocked out towards the end of this match because Osprey did uh, his move where he basically uh, smashes his forearm into the back of your head. I think he legitimately knocked out Cody Ibushi because Ibushi just looked like he was in no man's land after that. Osprey hits his finisher and wins the match, but. I tell you what, that match was a uh, was superb. Uh, those two guys, and you know, we we said it in the pre-show. That match would main event any most any other show in New Japan. But those two guys put on a uh, one heck of a match, and I'm kind of glad Will Ospreay won. Um, Brink, what do you think? Uh, I, I was talking about you know what Will Ospreay said in in the press conference about how you know he didn't remember the last time a junior heavyweight won the never open weight title. Now a junior heavyweight is even though Osprey I think he's very close to probably being a heavyweight now, but he's still technically a junior heavyweight. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him match up maybe with some more heavyweights down the line for this never open weight championship. Brink, what do you think about uh, Osprey going forward? Uh, you know this title run. What, what do you expect to see from this title run? Oh, we, lo- we lost Brink. So yep. uh, we accidentally lost Brink. So uh, Mikeyo, we'll try to you know, we'll get uh, Brink back on the line here. Little technical difficulties with the uh, with the phones, but Mikey I was going to try and get him back up. But I was, you know, talking about Will Osprey and him going forward as the never open weight champion. Now, granted, the next night he got a victory over. I'm trying to think who it was. I got to pull it up here uh, at New Year's Dash. They were in the opening match. I think we got Brink back up now. Brink, you there? Oh, we, I can barely hear him on the uh, on the board here. This is failing ca- catastrophically <laughs> unfortunately uh you know technology can sometimes be uh, your best friend and sometimes it could be a you know what live podcasting at its best yeah this is a uh, li- live podcasting at its best i'm trying to get them coming through the board but i i could barely hear him, so i don't know break we may have to uh we may just have to cease this and uh i don't know what you think because i can't hear him yeah I don't know what the deal is let me uh, let me try to call him back one more time yeah try and call it back one more time When what uh, meantime i'll uh, continue to talk about uh wrestle kingdom here going over the results though of wrestle kingdom uh osprey defeats uh Ibushi in the first match iwgp junior tag team championship shingo tagaki uh and bushi are the winners there they uh pinned uh, tagaki pinned show i think we got him back up here let's see bring you there
1: Nah. Hey, I could barely hear y'all.
2: You can barely hear us? Alright, well we'll just have to uh kind of holler, I guess, in a way. But uh but anyway, Brink, I was getting ready to go over the you know, the the, the results here. Uh you picked a lot of the you know the Los Ingo Bernables de Japón guys to uh win uh and you know, I was watching New Year's Dash. You said you didn't finish it, but I'm sure you saw the the match where Pretty much it was a 5 one 5 Los Ingobernables de Japón versus a uh, 5 of a uh, Suzuki-gun. And I think every member of Los Ingobernables de Japón came out uh, in that match. The, all five guys had championship gold. They had Bushi and uh, Tagaki came out, junior tag team champs. You had Evil and Sonata came out, heavyweight tag team champs. And then you had Naito, who won the Intercontinental Championship back from Chris Jericho. So I know you were very happy about all the gold that Los Ingo Bernables de Japon walked out of Wrestle Kingdom with. Um, and, you know, New Year's Dash. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Let me finish going over the, uh, the results here real quick. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Tomohiro Ichi to become the new British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the IWGP Tag Team Championships, Evil and Sonata won. Sonata pinned Matt Jackson of the Bucks. Juice Robinson is your, uh, once again, the first two time U.S. IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He defeated Cody. Uh, Taiji Ishimori, for the first time ever, I believe, is now the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. He defeated Kushida. And then uh, Jay White in a, in a bit of a... I think this was the shocker of the night, in my opinion, but now that I look back at it, I don't know if it's so shocking. But Jay White defeated Okada. After Okada comes out, brings back the Rainmaker gimmick, has the trunks, and everything was pointing towards Okada... Winning that match, but Jay White wins that one in a shocker. So, Jay White, we'll talk a little bit about Jay White because he played a big role in New Year's Dash. Uh, Tetsuya Naito got back his Intercontinental Championship, beating Chris Jericho. And then Hiroshi Tanahashi, new IWGP Heavyweight Champion, actually for the eighth time now, defeating Kenny Omega in the main event. And once again, I think we lost Brink. I don't know what's going on here. I, I don't. It's, it's a little frustrating that. We keep losing Brink, but uh, I don't know. We may have to. Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to roll. Yeah, we have to cease it. Sorry, Brink. Well, I should have brought my. I forgot my phone at home, so uh, my phone. Because when I did the show with Brink a couple of weeks ago, it, it worked flawlessly. So uh, sorry, Brink. We're gonna have to uh, um, cease uh, cease that unless we just do a regular phone call. You want to try a regular phone call? Would that work? It might work. I think that's how I did it with him two weeks ago. Let's actually try to just call him. I'm, 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 look, go go to, go to your phone. I'll type in his number. Let's see here. All right, let me type in his. There we go. All right, I'm gonna type in his number. I think this is it. I hope this is it. <laughs> Dang, um, let that be it, please. I hope that's it. Uh, we're gonna call Brink here and see if he can uh, if he can answer. We'll probably hear the phone ring in here in just a second. Hopefully, or maybe not. Hey Brink, you there? Or is it still ringing? No, it looks like somebody picked up. Brink, can you hear us? Nope, I don't think so. Yeah, we tried. Unfortunately, I don't think this is uh, the phone. The, the phone lines are, are just is acting up today. So, mm-hmm. Brink, sorry, we may just have to cease this. Uh, I don't know why it's acting up like that. So, uh, but uh, definitely, I think next week we'll we'll get next time we get Brink on, whether it be this week or next week. Uh, or next week or whenever we'll uh, we'll definitely get Brink's thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, more of his thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom 13, as well as New Year's Dash. So we just have to cease it. But uh, we'll continue. I'll continue to talk about it here. As uh, let's see here. Yeah, Brinkman, I can barely hear. Super static. Yeah, I don't know. We'll. Uh, We'll, we'll have to figure this out and, and just kind of visit back on it next week uh conrad lee uh our uh, our gaffer that uh gives us the news on our website uh question what did John Cena tell the japanese chef and he says answer you can't sashimi't <laughs> Conrad's always coming in with some of these uh the, these these jokes man he's oh, a man. Uh, he, he's a, he's quite the jokester I tell you what so, um, continuing on to Wrestle Kingdom now. It, wait, wait, hold up. Was there... I know you guys were pretty hyped up thinking that there was going to be blood in Naito and Jericho. They bleed? Not... Uh, I think accidentally they might have bled. Uh, it wasn't nothing major, though. There was yeah. more blood coming from Ibushi than there was mm. uh, at Jericho or Naito at any given point in that match. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just unplug this right here. Uh, there was more blood from Ibushi after Osprey's foot went into his face and that was... Uh, That was about the most blood I remember seeing all night long. Uh, There was a—I'm trying to remember what match it was. I want to say it might have been—was it Tanahashi or somebody—went through a table and it was drew a little bit of blood on their arm. But uh, I can't really—I can't quite remember. There was so much that happened at at um, Wrestle Kingdom. Now, as far as the people that are saying you know it was underwhelming, that was my first Wrestle Kingdom I watched live. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The time passed by very quickly um i thought it was a great show very solid show the best match of the night in my opinion was uh tanahashi omega then i would say jericho naito and then i would say uh abushi osprey and then uh certainly okada and uh jay white now uh, there's a lot of speculation as to uh you know kenny losing the iwgp heavyweight championship because if he's staying with new japan why would you take that belt off of him? I mean, he's exactly—he's the guy that has pretty much kind of—I wouldn't say resurrected because New Japan Pro Wrestling has been around a long time. It's been around. No, long, go ahead and say it. It, it kind of resurrected yeah. uh, New Japan on a on an international level. Yep, uh, you know, because back in the day, you know, like Hogan would go to New Japan sometimes and wrestle, even when he was with WWE. But now, of course, um, you know you don't have WWE superstars and new Japan stars kind of intertwining with one another anymore. But, um, you know, Kenny Omega's kind of brought it back into the limelight, uh, here at, in America. And now it would be a huge blow to new Japan. If Omega were to go sign somewhere else. And, you know, there's talks about where he could go, the offers that WWE are giving him, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit of but wrestle kingdom, fantastic show. All the titles changed hands. Um, it was just great. It was a great show. That's all I could really say about it. Uh, I don't want to dive too much into it uh, because you know that, that, we, we don't have Brink on here. So um, it, it was just a great show. Um, I went over the results and uh, looking ahead to New Year's Dash. New Year's Dash, as Brink said last week in the preview show, equivalent to the Monday after uh, Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Quickly, I will go over the New Year's Dash results. If I can pull them up here.
0: Now, do you, do you think they're doing Okada wrong? I mean, this dude held the belt for over seven hundred days, and now he's just like losing matches left and right.
2: I wouldn't say they're doing him wrong. I well, think. Well, how was he so Goldberg, and now he's not? <laughs> I mean, you lose because that's the th- that's the thing about wrestling. You get a, a streak going, and you lose one match, and it could kind of throw off your dojo a little bit. Your mojo, not your dojo. Your <laughs> mojo, throw off your mojo a little bit, and. Uh, I think that's kind of what happened to Okada, and now he's, you know, he kind of got it back now with the Rainmaker, but, you know, Jay White, I feel like they're really trying to push Jay White now, because if Omega leaves, I feel like Jay White's gonna be the guy that will attempt to take Omega's spot, Uh, I think he may even, you know, let let me get to New Year's Dash, because this is where I'm I'm going with this, New Year's Dash uh, results, First match, Shoyo Rocky Romero defeated uh, Davy Boy Smith, Lance Archer, and uh, Takashi Iizuka, which was a l- little bit of an upset. Also, Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Toa Hanari and uh, Tomoaki Hanma. Next <laughs> match, uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson defeated Chucky T and Beretta. Then uh, Osprey Goto... And Ishii defeated Kushida, Jeff Cobb, and uh, Yuji Nagata. Osprey uh, pinned Kushida in that match. Next match, you had Tangaloa, Tama Tonga, and Taiji Ishimori retaining their never-openweight six-man tag team championships against Taguchi, Yano, and Makabe. Uh, Tongaloa uh, pinned Makabe in that. Uh, the next match was the... Uh Los Ingo Bernabales de Japon versus Suzuki Goon, uh ten man tag match. Uh Suzuki Goon came out on top of that. Taiichi pinned Tetsuya Naito there. So that may set up an Intercontinental Championship match somewhere down the line with Taiichi. And Tetsuya Naito, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. And then in the uh, in the main event, it was Yoshihashi's uh, comeback match. Uh, he's been out for a little while, I think, with a shoulder injury or something like that. But uh, they they took uh, Yoshihashi, Okada, and Tanahashi took on the team of Ghetto Bad Luck Fale and Jay White, and uh, Ghetto Fale and White came out on top after Jay White pinned Yoshihashi. And then after the match, Jay White basically told Tanahashi. That's my belt. I'm coming for it. So it looks like Jay White is the next man in line for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship based on what we've seen at New Year's Dash. You know, uh, you got a win over Okada, and then you pin Yoshihashi the next night in his uh, comeback match, and now looking ahead to Tanahashi, you know, Jay White looks like he's off to a, a real hot start here in 2019 and you know and as i was saying last week he's one of the top heels in new japan and i don't know if he's about to be the leader of the bullet club but they may be grooming him to be the next leader of the bullet club and uh another interesting note is after the match or it might have been even during the match tight let's see let me see where was it that it happened Oh, it was uh, in the Never Openweight six-man tag match. Chase Owens and, uh, U- uh, how do I say his name? I can't remember. Urija, Ujiro Takahashi. Uh, they came out and assisted uh, Bullet Club OGs, uh, Ishimori Loa and Tonga, uh, in retaining the Never Openweight six-man tag team titles, and it pretty much looked like uh, those five guys were back on the same page, mm. um, <clears throat> certainly. So... Uh, Looks like Owens and uh, Takahashi are now back with Bullet Club in the same uh, on the same page. So that was an interesting development at New Year's Dash. So going forward, um, a couple of things I took away from New Year's Dash. Uh, obviously, Bullet Club looks like uh, they're now kind of starting to reform. No Kenny Omega, uh, no Bucks, no Hangman Page. No Cody. No, none of those guys showed up for New Year's Dash. So, and obviously, we already know Cody, Hangman, and the Bucks are with AEW. We don't know what Kenny Omega is going to do, but the fact that Kenny Omega was not on New Year's Dash, the last time we seen Kenny Omega, he was dropped the IWGP heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. We don't know what his status is with New Japan right now. So, certainly, uh, there's talks now as we uh, get into the discussion of the future of Kenny Omega. Uh, will he join AEW? Will he join WWE? Will he stay with New Japan? We don't know, but what we do kinda know, I suppose right now, is that Kenny Omega was offered a very uh, a fantastic, as the, the word was put fantastic contract offer with WWE. I also saw a thing where AEW apparently can't afford to offer wrestlers close to the money, or at least in the ballpark, that WWE can offer wrestlers, so that's huge actually. Uh you got the cons now who are going our Tony Con that's going to be running this. He's a president. Uh he's worth I think was it you told me he's worth, or or might have been Cruz said he's worth 6 billion dollars that family is worth 6 billion dollars. His dad is the
0: 119th richest person in the world.
2: The 119th richest? Yeah. Well, I I'll take it being in the top 500 of that list. Yeah. Now, what's cool about that is
0: if Kenny does resign with New Japan, this is a great angle, keeping him out of shows, even though you know he's going to re-sign with you, so that the rumor mill just keeps going, and yeah. your name is in there all the time. And I think,
2: I, I think a lot of people are expecting Kenny to leave New Japan. I mean, y- he's got to. Well, he doesn't necessarily have to because the momentum that New Japan has
0: right now. No, 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 he's got to, and I'll tell you why, because, obviously, he's part of the elite. He could he could want to be with his boys, yeah, or he could want to go get stupid money from WWE for the next five years,
2: mm-hmm. and then finish his career in AEW. Yeah, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm.
0: Show me the money.
2: Yeah, and I have a feeling because you know two years ago in in 2016 after the uh, six star match he had with Okada, a lot of folks there was the rumors of him going to WWE at that time. That didn't happen. You know, fast forward two years later to now, the rumors are there now. The uh, the you know because, and I can see now him going to WWE because two years ago had he gone to WWE he would have never gotten the contract offer that they're reporting he's getting right now. So for me, it feels like the time might actually be right now. And you better put him on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know where they're going to put him, but certainly they're going to make him. Uh, He's gonna be—he's gonna be, you know, in the championship picture before you can blink. If you're gonna offer somebody that amount of money, he's gonna be the head. He's gonna be your workhorse. He's gonna be, and you know what? I would love to see if he goes to WWE. I want to see Omega versus Styles, Mm -hmm. and I want WWE. And you know, I was talking to Brink before the before Wrestle Kingdom. The one problem with WWE compared to New Japan is that. When it comes to the in what they do in the ring, I feel like they are so restricted of what they do in the ring. If they wouldn't be restricted, there's a lot of talented guys in WWE. If they would not restrict what they do in the ring, they could put on just I mean some of the best matches you've ever seen. And even yeah. nowadays, they still put on good matches from time to time, very entertaining matches. But you know, you, you got to take the cuffs off of these guys. Take the cuffs off of these guys and. I'm just telling you. There's a lot of guys in WWE right now that could just tear the house down yeah. if you take the cuffs off of them. That's the one main difference to me. And then
0: I think this would be the perfect time for the club because mm-hmm. obviously Fox is saying, hey, we want SmackDown to be the A-show. Yep. So you move Vin Balor, AJ, Omega, and uh, Anderson and, it- and Gallows yep. to SmackDown,
2: and they form the club. Can you imagine a faction in WWE with... Omega, Balor, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. It'd be unheard of. Somebody brought it up on And then Facebook. that's when you bring up the Undisputed Era and they somebody, tear the house some, down. Somebody, you know, fantasy booking 2019 Survivor Series elimination match. You have the Undisputed Era, the four members, and then Triple H, mm-hmm. you know, who's kind of basically running NXT, kind of brought these guys up, versus Omega, Balor, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. Can you imagine an undisputed era with Triple H versus the five members of the club in a Survivor Series match? My goodness gracious! It would be heaven. Marcus Talbert, what what? Too sweet in the uh, in the chat. Shout out to uh, Marcus, one of our uh, loyal stream uh, watchers and listeners. Yeah, but uh, certainly, you know, back to uh, Omega. I I personally think, and you heard it here first, I think he's going to AEW. I think that's where he will Mm -hmm. end up. If they can offer, and you know, Omega, I don't know if AEW can outbid WWE necessarily, but I feel like Omega does not want anything to do with WWE, and I feel like AEW may not, while they may not be able to offer him the exact amount of money and incentives that WWE can offer him, I think they can offer him enough grab him and land him so I well, think that's where he's going to end
0: up well I think they can offer him better incentives because we were talking about the other day in the studio they can give him 100% royalties on merch where the WWE would be like there's no way yeah you know you're gonna get a percentage but you're not getting a hundred percent no not and not you, getting
2: a hundred percent and you know obviously creative control is one thing that those guys want and they're you know an AEW they'll get it uh, merchandise sales they can get their own merchandise sales in AEW so uh, I think the upside, at least in Omega's mind, uh, is greater in AEW. Now he can come to America, uh, be a little closer to, to his home in Canada. Uh doesn't have to be across the world, and uh, he doesn't have to be uh, in WWE. And I think at the end of the day, that's not he doesn't want to go to WWE. I, I, honestly, uh, bold prediction right now, we will never, and I don't even know if it's a bold prediction, but I don't think we will ever see Kenny Omega in WWE, ever. So Especially saying- if AEW takes off and... Just, uh, you know, does real, real well. I will never see him in WWE. Wow. That's just my thoughts. But AEW is now a real thing. We can now talk about it. Double or Nothing is going to be their first event. We don't know when. We think we know where, but uh, let's see. We're going to talk about that right now. We're going to wait to a rumor. I think we're going to talk about that now. Yeah. Yes, uh, Dave Meltzer apparently has uh, the scoop. Uh, Unc, uh, Unc Dave apparently has the scoop. Uh, where is he saying that? Double or nothing is going to happen.
0: Yeah, Unc Dave is saying that that's going to be in the city of Sin, Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Double or nothing, the gambling term there in Las dope. Vegas. Yeah, it would be really, really nice. We still don't know when and where. But January 8th, they're having... What is it? Is it like a press conference or,
0: or something? Yeah, they're having a uh, rally mm. at the Jacksonville Jaguar
2: Stadium. Oh, okay. And apparently... An interesting tweet from uh, The Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger, currently signed with WWE. Yes. What does this tweet say? Shout out
0: to Conrad. Yeah. So the tweet is, and it all goes vertical, one 8 2019 What day are they
2: having that rally, Patrick? Same day, January 8th, 2019, Yeah. at uh, 5 o'clock. Would this say 5 o'clock? Because he said 20, and 20 in... Military time was actually 6 o'clock. No, it's actually 8 o'clock. No, he said 2019. But what did he say? Hold one, on. one There was another number in there. Uh-uh. There was four numbers in there, I'm telling you. Oh, Patrick. I guarantee you there was four numbers in there. And one of them, to me, just did not make sense. The other three did. Pull it up. one 8 20. Oh, 2019. Okay, yep. I see now. See, that's what, that's what threw me off. one eight twenty nineteen. Okay, so... yeah. Which is the date of this rally that AEW is having, obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars um stadium. So we don't know if it means anything. I don't think it means anything. What? I, mean, that's, I think it means something. I think it means I don't think it has anything to do with that rally. How could it not be anything to do with this rally? One eight twenty nineteen? You gotta be kidding me. I don't know. Uh Ty Dillinger is also on SmackDown and, and SmackDown will next episode is one eight twenty nineteen. So uh, just and, saying. And he Okay, you do have a point there. Uh, maybe he maybe something big is going to happen on SmackDown Tuesday with Ty Dillinger. But at the same time, he's been on
0: social media discussing how he's not down with what WWE is doing with his
2: character. That is true, and I, I agree. I'm not down with what they're doing with his character either. He's been way underused uh, on the main roster, and he's somebody, I mean, he would thrive in AEW. Oh, there's so There's so many guys right now that WWE are misusing that need to go to AEW, and Ty Dillinger is one of them.
0: That's why we were talking in the Bobby Roode's pre- another one.
2: Oh my God, Bobby Roode! Bobby Roode's another one. Honestly, you know who else I would love to see in AEW? Yeah, Finn Balor. Mm. Finn Balor in AEW would be awesome. I think Finn likes it in WWE though, because he's kind of being used and then sometimes being misused. But I think for the most part now, um, I think they realize you know what a uh, an asset he is, so he, yeah. they're gonna. I think in 2019 they're gonna use him a little bit more. They need to get that universal strap off of Lesnar, though, man. They need to. Uh, hopefully, Strowman gets it from him at the Royal Rumble. That that.
0: Well, I don't think Lesnar's going anywhere soon because we saw in the news the other day we were talking about it that Dana White said the reason why Brock hasn't come and fought in the UFC yet is because Vince is just throwing him money to yep. stay away from the yeah. UFC. Well,
2: apparently they're throwing a lot of people money there. Apparently they're throwing Omega mega a lot of money. Throwing Lesnar a lot of money. Uh, they might even th- be throwing Omega more money than they're throwing Lesnar, which is saying a lot because Lesnar, I think, pretty much is their highest-paid um, wrestler right now. But, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, there's, there's guys like Ty Dillinger, Bobby Roode, maybe even Finn Balor. Um, and then AEW's going to have women wrestlers, too. There might be some women wrestlers right now, like a Sasha Banks and a Bayley, mm. uh, who, in my opinion, are being slightly misused uh, that could show up in a, yeah. in an aew as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing what aew can do this year. Uh, still a lot of development uh a lot of stories to develop here obviously they only have six people on their roster. they got Cody, the bucks they got uh hangman page then they got uh brandy brandy, and then a uh, Brit baker. baker so they yeah. got four dudes two uh two ladies. So uh, they're only going to start building from here. I also heard that they're actually pursuing some WWE talent and some legends as well. Goldberg's a name that has been thrown around. I don't know what they would do with Goldberg, but I guess we'll find out. Um, I don't know. Goldberg still looked pretty good. I mean, he, look, he looks good, but he's not going to be able to wrestle 20, 30-minute matches. Oh, no. By any means. No, he never could. No. That's right, he never could. (laughs) That's something he never could. But I mean,
0: you get him in there to spear somebody to get a big pop, and then, you know, he does his jackhammer.
2: That's all people want to see from Goldberg anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. And then him him going, (laughs) ah! You know what I mean? That's that's all they want.
2: Yeah, so uh, maybe we see Goldberg, and there was also talks about maybe they pursue AJ Styles, but, you know, I think AJ's going to stay in a WWE. Well, we'll talk about that here just a little bit. And you know what, also, I think about AEW that's
0: awesome? That is an awesome chant name. Like, when somebody does a great spot, does it get the
2: AEW? AEW. Mm-hmm. I think that would sound really dope. Yeah, that would sound really cool. So, um, a lot of news about AEW. Obviously, we will uh, keep you as updated as we can on, uh, here on the Average Mark. So, stay yeah. tuned to, to the podcast and also uh, and our news our social feed media. Yeah, our news on www.averagemarks.com. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go now into... Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Kenny Omega's future. I think he's going to end up in AEW. You kind of brushed on what you think he may do as well, so... Go for the money, son. Go for the money,
0: yeah. You can always do AEW later. I,
2: I would be okay with him joining, you know, WWE. I'd be okay with it. I don't think he's going there, though. Um, you it, deserve that payday, son. All right, so... Uh, yeah, he does. He definitely definitely deserves that payday, but I think AEW can give him enough to make him happy and bring mm-hmm. him back closer to bring him back to North America. And be with his boys. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh all right, it's time for Rumor Mill now. Yes. It is time for Rumor Mill. The first thing we have is the uh, contract speculation of one AJ Styles and you had um, you pulled up a little bit, a little story about AJ Styles and his contract uh, speculation. What did it say?
0: Right, all these rumors are at our website, W dot com. This click news and then go to cage side seats. Now they're reporting that. Even though there's been speculation over the last few months about AJ Styles' contract coming up, and the possibility of him either maybe going back to New Japan, or maybe going back to, or maybe going to AEW for a lighter schedule, because he really wants to be with
2: his kids more now. Yeah. Like, he still wants to wrestle, but he wants to be home a lot more. Yeah, he definitely, he's definitely at the age now, because the dude's been doing this uh, for probably 20 years now, and he's... He's wanting to take a lighter schedule, and I remember reading that even earlier this year. He wanted to take a lighter schedule. So maybe by the end of the year, we're going to get to the point where we have maybe a part-time AJ Styles, if he's still with WWE, but I think he likes his position in WWE, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon unless AEW throws him an offer he can't refuse.
0: Right, and an offer you can't refuse, but the sources are saying that WWE is down for a part-time AJ Styles. His name is big enough to carry a part-time status. Oh yeah, and most likely he's going to stay with
2: WWE. Yeah, so that's what, So speculation he remains with WWE. So mm-hmm. let's move on to the next topic here in the uh, the rumor mill. If I can pull it up here on uh, the laptop. Um, all right. So obviously, you know, a month ago. Or last month, uh, WWE the night after TLC, the McMahons came out and said we're gonna you know shake things up, change it up. Uh, you guys are in charge. The fans are in charge. We haven't been doing a good job, so we're gonna see some new faces. And uh, some of those new faces will include some NXT call ups. They announced that we're gonna we should expect very soon to see EC3, Heavy Machinery, Lars Sullivan, um, Nikki Cross, and who was the last one? Uh, I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. The wo- the blonde, the woman. What's her name? I cannot remember it. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Got me. Uh, let me see real quick. I, I don't know why I'm drawing <laughs> a blank on uh, this. Oh, come on, what is
0: her name? Speaking of blonde, did you see any of the Tony Storm pics? I did. There yeah.
2: was, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she doesn't look good, but uh, I did see. I saw a video and. Honestly, in the vid, there's only one. Was it on Wrestling with the Fat? <laughs> no, it wasn't. They don't. They 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 won't put stuff like that on there. Ah. It's just it was a website I, I stumbled upon. Um, <laughs> that you stumbled upon? That I stumbled upon after a Google search. Uh, uh, let's see who. Okay, let me. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> I'm gonna get this one name. It's Lacey Evans. That's what it is. Oh, Lacey, that's right. Lacey Evans. She's a beast. One. Yeah, she is. She's very good. Looking forward to seeing her. Um, but yeah, the Tony Storm picks. Um, like I said there was, it was some pics, but it was. I didn't find any uh, nude photographs. Mm. Like they were. Let's so they, put it this so way: they, they, she, they, I saw one photo. She was nude, but she was still covered up. Like her hair was long, so it kind of covered. Yeah. And so she was still kind of covered, but still, like those so, are those are private photos that should not be leaked mm. onto the internet. You know? Well, they
0: made it sound a lot worse than it was then.
2: Well, she deleted all her social media and everything. Yeah, I know. Which, for I, some I, pic, can under, I can understand that. For some pics that weren't really necky pics? They, like I said, she was naked in the photos, but it was... Like I said, her hair kind of covered her chest area. And like I said, it was it was more revealing pics than she probably wanted to be out there. So See,
0: this goes out to all you iPhone users. You think the cloud is a cool thing. Ask Tony Storm if the cloud is a cool thing. Get yourself an Android.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got an iPhone, but I don't have, you know... You got any being.
0: naked pics on there,
2: Doug? I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Well, when we get big, somebody's going to hack you, and they're going to throw it on the internet. Uh, well, I don't put my face in them, so mm. no face pics. So you can't prove it's me. <laughs> don't put your face in, pic- in in those provocative pictures, people. That At the end of the day, like that, that that you don't do it. Just don't put your face in them. And that's the thing. That little video, uh-huh. the only way somebody could tell it was hers because she has... This tattoo like on her hand mm. and that's how they were able to tell it was tony storm because you couldn't see her face or anything in it she was yeah. uh i'm not even gonna say what she was doing but <laughs> uh anyway so back to the nxt call-ups um you know i'm hearing rumors that let's see i was trying i'm hearing rumors ec3 is going to debut at the royal rumble in the royal rumble match i also heard um laura sullivan may show up the night after the royal rumble uh, heavy machinery. I didn't really hear nothing about them. Those heavy machinery dudes are amazing. Oh, yes. The way yes. they can move
0: for how big they are.
2: They they're fun to watch. They're dude. really fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to seeing where they end up. How they you know fall into the tag team. Ooh, excuse me. I got. To, I've been having the hiccups since the beginning of the show. Bad time to get the hiccups. Um, really looking forward to see where they fall in the tag team division coming up. They're real fun to watch. I've been watching NXT. Uh, they had a tag team title match not too long ago. Really awesome match. They they fell short, but. Certainly, a uh, heavy machinery will be in the main roster uh, before we know it. Uh, like the, maybe by the end of the month.
0: The whole EC3 thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I like EC3. I hate what they're doing with him because he's mid card mm-hmm. in NXT right now. Yeah. What's going to happen when he's in the main roster?
2: I don't know. That's going to be one of those things, you know. He's going to be easy to get buried. I know, and it, it sucks, but you know how they are with their uh, their main roster talent. But, like I said, it is what it is. And then he's close to 40, so he doesn't have many years left in him. No, he doesn't. He's, his, uh, his bump card's pretty full. Yeah, he's he's, he's kind of getting on the tail end of his career, at least a full-time career in my opinion. So, But uh, he still looks good. He's jacked, man. Oh, jacked is yes. all hell. So uh, so that's just kind of the rumors we've been uh, seeing on uh, when some of these guys may show up. I think EC3, I saw they're planning on him being the number three entrant in the Rumble. So will have an early, Um, and I think that would be good for EC3. Get in there early. Have a solid run in the Rumble match because I feel like that can help you get over. Like when AJ debuted yeah. in the in the Royal Rumble, he went a while in the Rumble. He probably went over 30, maybe even 40 minutes in that Rumble match. Marked out so hard for that. So, yes, that was awesome. So um, maybe do something like that with EC3. Have him come in number three, which I think is a spot AJ Styles debuted at, too, mm-hmm. at number three. And have him, you know, eliminate a few people, maybe a big name, uh, eliminate him. Or have him eliminate a big name, so to speak. And... Uh, I think that'll help get him over with, uh, with the crowd, the main roster crowd, so to speak. Because I feel like a lot of folks that watch the main roster may also watch NXT, but a lot of folks that watch NXT might not watch the main roster. So I don't know. I feel like the fan bases are slightly different for NXT and uh, the main roster. So.
0: And another thing he has going for him, Vince McMahon loves big muscular dudes. Oh, yeah, those big bodybuilder-type-looking guys, and he's he looks like it. Yeah, so that may do him well. But, uh, yeah, to finish out that story,
2: it said that most of them should be debuting this coming week. Well, that'll be interesting. You know, yeah. finally now uh, now the holidays are over. Uh, Raw and SmackDown will be actually live again instead of taped. So mm-hmm. uh, expect some surprises because it's it's... It's Royal Rumble season now. My favorite match of the year, the Royal Rumble match. We're going to get two of them this year. Obviously, the men and the women now. But uh, it's Royal Rumble season. And then after Royal Rumble's over, it's WrestleMania season. So it's about to be a really fun time uh, to be a wrestling fan here. Especially WWE coming up with WrestleMania season. Yep. Um, all right. Also, one final thing in rumor mill. Ring of Honor possibly making a move into make major markets coming soon. What's the uh, story of that?
0: Yeah. Uh, Sinclair is the media company that owns ROH, and they're a big media company. And they're working out some contracts with the Yankees and the Cubs from the MLB about showing their games on, on regional networks. hmm this could also lend their saying to ROH making their way into those huge markets as well, being Chicago and New York. Mm-hmm. So we could see some pay-per-views there. Yeah, obviously them on TV there. So,
2: obviously big moves in the making for ROH. Yeah, because now you have AEW, uh, I guess so to speak, coming into your territory, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of folks were talking about you know who will AEW hurt the most. I feel like it's going to hurt Ring of Honor the most. Yeah. Because you're going to you already got Hangman Page and the Bucks from Ring of Honor and Cody as well. So you took four of their big guys already. You're about to take you could possibly take New Japan's biggest guys, so they're going to hurt New Japan I think a little bit too. But New Japan still has, I mean, hella talent over over there on that side of the earth, but um definitely AEW, I feel like they're going to hurt Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor with AEW coming in, they need to make some big moves like that, moving into some big markets. Right,
0: and you were thinking another name that AEW should go after is Jeff Cobb.
2: Yes, Jeff Cobb. Oh, man, he looked spectacular. Please give him a Samoan gimmick when you get him, though. <laughs> he looked spectacular at Wrestle Kingdom. He was in the pre-show match in the, uh, the six-man tag team gauntlet, and then he was at a New Year's Dash, too. He looked great. He's, mm-hmm. uh, dude, one of the biggest... Most athletic big man you will yep. uh, in wrestling today. He's uh, the Ring of Honor TV champion right now, so uh, I think he would do really, really well in a AEW. Yeah, definitely. But uh, so yeah, so that's the news of uh, on Ring of Honor moving yep. into those big markets. All right, let's go now to uh, Cheap Heat. We got David McLean getting ready to uh, getting ready to do that interview here in just a little bit, but yep. um, quickly we'll talk about uh, Cheap Heat here. Uh, let's see, what's this girl's name? Uh, Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla, and for Priscilla anybody who Priscilla. recognizes that name, maybe I saw the video this morning. One of the uh, probably one of the most disgusting wrestling spots you may ever see. Apparently, Priscilla Kelly um, stuck her hand down her uh, tights, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. and pulled out a tampon, mm-hmm. a used tampon. Apparently, yes, and it was all red. Yes, and her opponent was uh, sitting on a chair, kind of half knocked out. So, what she decides to do, Priscilla, is walk up to her and basically shove the tampon in her mouth. And. Uh, <laughs> but what, but <laughs> what was funny before that, though, she goes,
0: Do you want to taste a tuna?
2: Oh, my God. Oh my God. See, I didn't hear that because I was watching it without sound. Oh, it's terrible! And 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 because you didn't need sound to know what was happening, you could easily see what she was doing and you, you what gotta, she was going for.
0: You got to feel bad for this other girl because I'm pretty sure she got talked into it. Because they're like, "No, this is going to go viral. This is going to be big. This is going to put you guys both on the map." You know? Yeah. This is going to be like a um like a sucker in the in the tights thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh oh God it was just so nasty and then like and then you were saying uh, in the pre show there's no way I would do this no and there's no way I would do it either like no you're gonna pay me fifty bucks for this booking but you want me to put a used tampon
2: in my mouth no
0: you got to be kidding me
2: no it was uh and I, I'm I'm not convinced it was an actual tampon with actual blood on it like there's no way like there's it might have it, been a tampon with some food coloring. It, it looked like a tea bag to me. Like just maybe to me. Like when she pulled it, I was like, that looks like a tea bag. Like, <laughs> but with like just some red, like maybe some some uh, what's like a fruit punch on it or something. That's probably <laughs> honestly that would have been with some fruit punch. Yeah, I mean it could have been. Now well, that would have been the smart thing to do, obviously. You know, not actually pull a tampon like, from your bloody snatch and <laughs> stick it in the, your opponent's mouth. Like, come on, now, dude.
0: I don't know, but it it looked like the gyrations that she was doing to get this thing. It looked like like she was having to
2: in the wahoo to go get it. Well, this now maybe in there. Like I said, maybe she had like a small ziploc bag closed up with this tea bag with the fruit punch on it. Uh, I I'm I'm that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I refuse to believe that girl actually pulled a tampon out of her snatch with blood on it and shoved it in her opponent's mouth. But uh I, I think maybe there was like a little ziploc bag in there with this in there, so maybe she had to kinda of dig in there, open the bag and get the thing out, and then shove it in her mouth. That's just that's my speculation. We don't know, but either way if that was a legit bloody tampon, disgusting. That that's yeah. I don't know why.
0: So I wonder because the video that I watched on the YouTube only had three thousand views at the moment, and who knows if it gets bigger. Um, but so far, the
2: viral sensation has not happened. Yeah. And, and uh, well, Marcus, uh, was it worth it? Marcus says in the chat here, she went on Twitter saying it was fake, but that was still the nastiest thing ever saw. So it it was gross. I, it well, it had to have been fake. It's like, so much for kayfabe, you Vince McMahon wannabe. Like, why would you do that
0: spot, Priscilla Kelly, and then go tell everybody it's fake? Like, what is your
2: problem? I guess you got a lot of heat for it, like because you know. Well, obviously she is, she is the center of the cheap heat segment today. So.
0: But at the same time, if you're gonna pull a spot like that. You gotta, you gotta have the balls per se to maintain kayfabe. Exactly, yeah, that's that's part Other, of part of being a pro wrestler. Otherwise, why did you do it?
2: Yep, that's, uh, yeah, that's a that's part of being a pro wrestler, like Screw you say. Screw you, Priscilla Kelly. Yep, so, uh. And
0: that's why you're not going to get booked at any major wrestling promotion. Number one, because you pulled this nasty spot. But number two is because you can't maintain kayfabe. (laughs) You just screwed your whole career up. I hope you like getting 25 to 50 bucks a night at indie bookings the rest of your life. There you go. All right, um, I think it's about time for
2: David McLean. I think we're ready for him.
0: Yes, it is. But before Chris brings in, uh, David McLean on the telephone, uh, big announcement next week. Mm-hmm. We got Mr. Studtacular, Bryson Scott. Oh yeah! And speaking of viral videos, did you see? Yeah, I showed you that video. Yeah, with uh, he had an altercation. Jason Franks. Yeah, uh, he had an altercation. Wait, what's his name? It's Jason David Frank. Jason David Frank. Yes, he is the uh, original Green Ranger and White Ranger and White Ranger on the Power Rangers. He's so badass that he he was able to be two two different Rangers <laughs> and. He is also a martial arts expert. And him and uh, b- uh, Bryson Scott got into it at an event, Laredo uh, Wrestling Alliance. Mm-hmm. Is that in Texas? It is in Texas. And now they have a match sometime here in early 2019. And we're going to have him on here to talk about the altercation. Also, uh, he's a former military vet. Yeah. And he uses wrestling to cope with his PTSD. Okay. And he was just on Comedy Central. Uh, Doing a Valhalla Club. That's uh, one of the factions he's in. Mm-hmm. The Valhalla Club documentary uh, got some, uh, I guess, some interest from Comedy Central, and they did like a whole show on the guys. Yep. Well,
2: all right. So I think it's about time for David McLean now.
0: Yep, let's do it. All right, let's go live to the CBD4U.net hotline. You don't have to live in pain anymore. Having trouble sleeping? Inflammation? Depression? Anxiety? HIV or cancer, CBD is the perfect solution to get your life back on track. Today's interview with David McLean is brought to you by CBDFORYOU.net. That's CBDFORYOU.net. We are joined by wrestling promoter and television producer. He was the creator of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, women of wrestling, world roller hockey league, pro beach hockey, and triple crown of polo. We are joined by David McLean. How you doing, David? Fantastic.
3: How are you, Mickey? Great to be on your station today.
0: Man, I am doing great. Thank you so much for your time. Well, I know you want to talk about your new WOW show coming up. Let's get started at the very beginning real quickly. Now, you grew up watching wrestling with your brothers at a very young age. And I found this very interesting that you started a fan club for Dick the Bruiser, and it got his attention... And he actually invited you to come work with his promotion. Now, as a teenager, when you got, uh, I guess, the communication from Dick the Bruiser that he wanted you to come down and talk to him, I'm looking at some pictures of this guy. Uh, I'd have been pretty hesitant. I thought I would be like, he's trying to lure me in to kill me. What was your first thoughts?
3: <laughs> that is what I thought when, that <laughs> police picked me up in an arena one night, Indianapolis Expo Center, and brought me backstage and said, the bruiser wants to see you. Now, I've been watching the bruiser on TV since I was a kid, probably since I was seven, eight, nine, and here I am, 13, and the cops are taking me back oh, wow. this mammoth guy with a chest almost as big as Hulk Hogan's. This was about 58 inches. I think the Hulk's the top was 60, and these 19-inch arms comes down the stairs and says, hey, kid. Who gave you permission to sell my picture? Oh. And I said I said, Nobody and he said, Well that's illegal and it's trademark infringement. Infringement? What the heck? I don't even know how to spell the word. I don't know what it means. I don't know what he's saying. And he and I started almost to cry and he says how much money you make tonight? And I told him, not too much, maybe 20, 30 bucks. He says, well, 20% of it is mine. Oh. I'm your new partner. <laughs> and, I, and my buddy in Indianapolis, who became a very famous photographer, Scott Romer, he and I would go down either with his dad, mom, somebody driving us, or Sam Minneker, who was the announcer, famed announcer there. And um, we would take photographs of the wrestlers and hang out in the locker room. And what a thrill for a kid between, you know, 14 to 18, hanging out with the bruiser, Big Cat, Ernie Ladd. Wow. The assassin, Dick the Bruiser. And when I would travel, I would come down in your neck of the woods to Louisiana, and I would go to New Orleans and work my way into the back dressing room area because I knew many of the wrestlers that had come to Indy like Ernie the Cat, Lad, And so... It created a fantasy life for me when, it, when I was a kid. And that led me into seeing a women's wrestling match. I eventually became the announcer. And when I saw the gleam in the eye of the fans, when, you know, as the announcer, I was able to say, would you like to see these women wrestlers wrestle in a cage match? And the fans screamed. I told the bruiser we had just found the new promotion, women's wrestling. And he told me... It's never going to go, never. No one wants to see women's wrestling. And uh, that along with how I saw they weren't treated as well as the men, and I always thought that was odd when they put in just as much effort. And subsequently, I went around my hometown of Indianapolis trying to put up posters to get women's wrestlers to sign up. I was, I was dead set on setting a lead. And I was thrown out of the gyms, probably some pervert or weirdo, they thought. <laughs> the women wrestlers. And uh, I, a friend told me, go west, go west. So I came out to uh, Los Angeles, put up an ad in the trades, and had the very first casting for GLOW, gorgeous ladies wrestling at Gold Gym, which still exists today in Venice. And uh, any fans that have ever watched Netflix GLOW, and seen the opening where they're in a little gymnasium starting, and the director is introducing them. This is a show for GLOW. They almost got that right. It was a pretty good imitation, but the very first training of GLOW was done at the Broadway gym at 108th and Broadway, which also still exists, which is a gym in the inner city of Watts um, in L.A., and we would have the the hopeful wrestlers come down there and train. And um, that was the beginning of modern-day women's wrestling. And you're going to see the culmination of that with all the athleticism and the expertise that has grown over 30 years in women's wrestling on Friday night, January 18th at 9 o'clock Eastern on Access TV. And you gotta hand it to my business partner who's Jeannie Buss. He's got a day job called running the LA Lakers and Mark Cuban from Dallas who owns Access TV. They're making this possible and they're making the platform possible for these women to have the only one hour showcase of women's professional wrestling on worldwide TV on Access. So it's a big night on January 18th. I hope everyone marks their calendar, sets their DVD if they can't watch it, and uh, live, and it'll be on 9 o'clock Eastern. What time would that be now, Mickey? That would be what, 8 Yeah, the, time? 8
0: o'clock Central, yeah.
3: Okay, 8 o'clock Central. There you go. Friday night, January 18th, 8 o'clock Central.
0: Now, that is absolutely amazing. And you talked about... Uh, Bruiser telling you no, when you first had the idea of what eventually led to being GLOW, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and I know you probably heard countless of times, no, this won't work. What was your main driving force that kept you motivated to stick to the course?
3: It really was growing up in the business and seeing that women wrestlers could excel, and they just weren't given a chance. And nobody at my age at that time knows the word marketing or marketeer or anything. I didn't have any of those aspirations in my mind. I had no clue when I took a photograph at thirteen of Dick the Bruiser and I came back to the next wrestling event and people asked me in my my you know pocket in my shirt, hey, may I buy some of those pictures? And I sold them for fifty cents and I had no clue that I'd make five dollars. I had no clue, you know, what women's wrestling would grow into at the time. I just knew they needed, and I didn't even know the word then. We use the word now platform. I just knew they needed a space. They needed a platform. Um they could be showcased. I just watched how hard they they performed and what they did and um no one was doing it. So one might look back at me and say, God, you were a marketeer. You were marketing. I didn't know that. I didn't know it. I just knew they could be stars like the men.
0: Right. And a lot of the girls today that that have made it to the heights that they have have you to thank for that. You were a a trailblazer for women's wrestling. And, you know, I was saying to some guys the other day, and I made the comment, and I hope this doesn't sound sexist because it's not meant to be, and I'm referring to Becky Lynch, the fact that, I never thought I'd see the day where a woman was a top draw in a regular wrestling company, not not an all-women's company. And I was like, you know, it's fantastic what Becky Lynch is doing. And she has glow and wow uh, to thank for that because, I mean, you definitely push women's wrestling to the forefront.
3: Well, I I appreciate that acknowledgement, and I'm lucky to have it. And some of those wrestlers in WWE – have written me a note or sent me a note um to that effect saying I started and I watched my first wrestling match due to you putting it on so I appreciate that and I'm humbled by it um, the occasion also happened with wow you know there's I'll tell you I won't say the the uh, wrestler's yet name I'll just tell the story but a we had an event where we asked women to come in an audition, if you will, introduce themselves if they wanted to become women wrestlers for a WOW, about a year and a half, two years ago. And when I walked into the room, one of them in the front seat was a, was tearing up, and I said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And she goes, you're David McClain. I said, yes, so what the you <laughs> feel? And she said, you're the guy I watched when I was a little girl that introduced me to wrestling. I watched you on TV when I saw Glow. And then I saw it later with WOW and syndication, and I wanted to be a woman wrestler. I can't believe I'm meeting you. So that was an honor. So uh, I, I'm blessed with that. You know, that's just, it's great.
0: Right, and you got 30 women on your wrestler that are going to be vying for your championship, names like Tessa Blanchard. Great lineage in the wrestling industry. What are some other girls we need to look out for?
3: There- here I'm gonna name a couple that are on the independent wrestling scene that people may or may not know. But one that's from the Texas area, she wrestles under the name Barbie Hayden. There, she she is the governor's daughter, uh, Abilene Maverick. She took over our social media yesterday on on Wild WOW Social at Wild WOW Superheroes in you know hashtag Wild WOW Superheroes and. She's, she's a great wrestler that's been wrestling about nine years and, again, just hasn't had a platform to break through and shine. Um, there's a wrestler from Atlanta, Kiara Hogan, who's on Impact Wrestling. And when I watched her, I said, what a spitfire in the ring. And we've named her Fire. And she'll be wrestling with us. Um, there's a lady out of the East Coast um a powerhouse of a wrestler. Her name is Havoc and she's um gonna be wrestling. She's the monster of madness. So many independent wrestling stars. Um there's a lady out of New Jersey or New York, excuse me, New York, Willow Nightingale. And when I'm when I didn't see her initially, someone else did told me about her. I watched her video and she flips off the third rope with a back somersault. It's just, you know, it's as good as anybody in the Olympics. Wow. And I called her up, and after I got off the phone, I said, that lady has the personality that is so big and joyful and exciting, and she's beautiful. And I said, she's like eye candy because I've i got a sweet tooth. And uh, I called her back, and I said, hey, I think we've got a name for you. Eye candy. She loved it. <laughs> so she's wrestling. So those are some of the independent stars, and you mentioned Tessa Blanchard. She comes to Wild wow vis-à-vis the gracious uh, efforts of Impact Wrestling. She's their current knockouts champion, and Scott D'Amour over there, the heads, heads it, uh, made it possible. He and I spoke, and he has an affection to see Tessa and other women uh, flourish in the sport. And he knows that WOW, you know, in its own is an all-women's promotion. And he granted them permission to wrestle in WOW. So thankful for Impact Wrestling doing that. And that's why we're going to see some of those stars. Um, You're going to see a phenom in WOW. And there's not many phenoms in wrestling. I've, I've said for a while, Hulk Hogan developed. Stone Cold developed. The Rock developed. They developed into superstar status. The Undertaker developed. He started, I even think, with Jerry Jarrett's promotion. Um, Andre the Giant, when he stepped over the third rope, you said, holy smokes, this is a phenom. We have the same thing happening on January 18th on Access TV at 9, 8 Central in your market. The Beast jumps into the ring. The Beast. And she is a phenom. And when she leaps into that ring, wrestling fans' jaws will drop. And they will know they're seeing a specimen. Something unique to wrestling. Um, My my mindset goes back to the late Joni, Joni Lawler of China. She was a specimen when she came out with Triple H. They both were. And you said, holy smokes, when you saw them. That's going to happen again on January 18th on Access TV. People will be in awe of the beast. Um, The championship match that night will be Santana Garrett, the champ, in there against an original Wild Wrestler, another specimen in her own right, Jungle Girl, for the championship. And fans won't want to miss that because um, the finale is just going to be crazy that sets up the, the series on access.
0: Yeah, well, provides viewers with a family-friendly alternative that is unlike anything else in the market today, placing emphasis on strong athletes, character-driven storylines, and an enduring sense of fun that keeps fans coming back for more as they cheer on their favorite superheroes and boo their favorite villains. Wow making its national network debut Friday, January 18th, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Mr. David McLean, thank you so much for your time today.
3: Mickey, you're the best. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see all of you watching on January 18th, 8 o'clock in your market on Access TV. It's going to be exciting. And a new day will be born in professional wrestling that evening.
0: All right, there you have it. Mr. David McLean, of course, got that big show premiering on Access TV
2: here coming up soon. I can't believe you uh, kept allowing him to uh, call you Mickey.
0: <laughs> He's David Lane. Who
2: You I'm, just went with it, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, the guy is a legend. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no, sir. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's excuse Mikey. Me, excuse me, sir. It's Mikey. Uh, okay, Mickey, whatever. <laughs> uh, and now I think that's Chris's fault behind the glass. Because obviously he didn't tell him how to pronounce my
2: name when he was yeah, talking to on him Chris, on the phone, on, prepping Chris. him for the interview. Come on, Chris. Get, get, get with it back there.
0: You know what? This whole show has been kind of spiraling out of control since Katie left. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys don't remember, Katie was one of our interns. Yeah. She graduated. She hasn't been back since. Yeah. she won- Dude, I don't know what Chris did. And you know they really never got along yeah and then Chris is just kind of like this panel van creeper guy anyway and he would just make her feel uncomfortable and she was just doing it to get like the credits uh, for the internship over here we need more females in here uh, well I think I got one lined up okay her name's Hannah I'm gonna Ooh. bring her in this week and let you meet her okay and see if see if that's the one we want to go with all right yeah. but the thing with Katie is she won't even return my text messages so I don't know if she's coming back. I'm thinking she's not because she hasn't been back since graduation. She's not moving. She already got a job here in town. Yeah. She's
2: off. She probably don't have, probably don't have time to, to.
0: No, she's off on the weekends.
2: Oh, well, I don't know. She can come up. And I s- haven't I haven't talked to her. Now nah, so. Chris ruined it, just like he ruined that interview. She, it's probably, she probably didn't want to come back because of Chris. <sighs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. Jerk. All right, well, anyway, so uh, so good, great interview with David McLean. Yes. Um, and looking forward to next week. Bryce Scott is going to be on the, on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking forward uh, to 2019. It's our first show of 2019. A lot of big news already at the beginning of the year. You get the Royal Rumble coming up, AEW, WrestleMania, G1 Supercard. So much to look forward to. Also, uh, one more thing. New Japan announced the first night of the G1 Climax Tournament will take place in Dallas, Texas.
0: Oh, snap. July
2: the 6th, and uh, I already talked to Cruz and, and Brink. Uh, we definitely, at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas, it is the first night of the G1 Climax Tournament. Of course, we all uh, anybody who's a New Japan fan knows that is the most prestigious tournament they have all year long. Unfortunately, as of right now, I don't think Kenny Omega's going to be in it, so we won't see Kenny Omega, but... I definitely want to go to Dallas July the 6th G1 Climax Tournament 29 the opening night American Airlines Arena baby.
0: Yeah, and we said this about a year ago. They need to start coming and of course they came um uh, uh to New Orleans.
2: Yeah, but that that was that was a Ring of Honor show. Oh, that's right. That was a Ring of Honor that's show. That's right. So, uh New Japan, you know, they 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 go to the West Coast, but now they're kind of they're coming to uh and I think they're also going to have a show in Charlotte and in Nashville too. It's some smaller shows, but I, no, that's perfect because here in the South, wrestling
0: is life. It is, yeah. Like we have such rich, what's the word that I'm looking for? A rich history, yeah, of wrestling with mid South. Yes, and with um, the Sportatorium in Dallas. I can't remember Man, I mean, the name. You know, of that. the
2: WWE headquarters located in Orlando, so w- and NXT is kind of based out of Florida, so they're down here in the South. Uh, you know, WrestleMania has been in New Orleans now twice in the last decade. Um, so, you know, coming down here, and then obviously now the you know New Japan the uh, G1 Climax tournament coming to Dallas in July. It's a great play, and you know, Mid South was kind of centered around what Dallas was. It in that area?
0: No, uh, Dallas was uh, the Von Erichs territory. Ah, okay, Mid South yes. was Mississippi, like Memphis. I think. Uh, huh? No, Memphis was Jerry Lawler's territory. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, see, I, I, that's way before my Louisiana, time. Louisiana, Mid-South ran in Louisiana all the time. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Um, but what I wanted to point out was, dude, number four market in the United States. Yeah. Tons of people mm-hmm. here in the South. You better find a
2: bigger arena because if you get a smaller arena. Uh, oh, then the American Airlines arena, that's where the Mavericks play. So I don't know what the, the capacity. Let me pull it up here real quick and see what the capacity for uh, that particular, you might want to go to Jerry World. Uh, oh no, that's too much. No, they'd fill it up, bro. I don't think they would. A hundred thousand? I don't think they would. Sorry, I love me some New Japan, but I do not believe they uh, capacity is twenty thousand for the American Airlines Center in Dallas. So yeah. that, that's 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 good. That's Weak fine. Weak sauce. There, there's no way they're filling up a hundred thousand in Jerry World. No way. Wrestle, it, no, of course, Wrestle Kingdom would never be in America. That'd be the only way they'd, they'd fill it up. Even Wrestle Kingdom in, in New Japan, I think there was like 38,000 people. So 20,000 is over half of that. How many people can the Tokyo Dome fit? For for New, for New Wrestle Kingdom the other night, they said attendance was about 38,000 people. And that was so, full? I don't know if it was full, but uh, I mean, it was more than last year. Because I think last year they had about 35,000. So they actually had a little bit more this year than they did yeah. last year. So. Uh, I don't know if it, that's considered full, but uh certainly thirty eight thousand people is nothing to scoff at. Right. So Yeah. All right. Well I think that's uh That's about it, Doc. About time for about it for today, our first episode of 2019. Good show. Yeah, make sure uh, you
0: follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the average mark, especially on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's giving us no love. No love. Like the people that follow us, they don't like anything, they don't yeah. retweet anything. Like like the Facebook nation's given given us a lot of
2: love. Yeah, so you know, that's why we do that's why we started doing a Facebook live for you guys. Yeah. So uh thanks to everybody who uh came hang out today. I know uh Marcus Talbert's been in here. Uh Brink, thanks for attempting to to call into the show. We're sorry about the technical difficulties, but we'll fix that. And uh maybe even next week, Brink, you can come hop on if you're uh, if you're free when we go on. Um Russ Conrad and Conrad Lee, thanks uh, guys. Kelly Brinkman, Bridget Vidreen for all coming in and checking out the uh, stream uh, on Facebook Live today. All
0: right? Comrades Conrad's got a new story up. Go check it out, AverageMarks.com, under news, uh, Gaffer Wrestling Report. There you go. So, us
2: get today. out of here, Patrick. All righty. Outro.
0: You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks, and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. Amp is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered
1: by thegorillaposition.com.